Welcome to The Alternative Investor, the show where we discuss, debunk, and demystify all things about investing in alternative assets. All right, Brad, it's it's finally here. What's here? The day we talk about blockchain. Oh my goodness, everybody was waiting for this day. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. Oh, okay. Why are we nervous? Well, we're, here's why we're nervous. Uh, blockchain is a very... Uh, it's Esoteric? A, it's... I don't even know what that word means. This is a new technology. And man, Brad, would you would it be fair to say that we are not experts in this we technology? We are definitely not experts. We are not coding any blockchain companies or uh, starting new cryptocurrencies anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's let's have a disclaimer here. So one, you know, we're going to talk about blockchain today. Uh, this is an area that we know a little bit. Maybe we know more than you. And gosh, that would be great. But uh, we don't know a lot. So we're going to no. kind of, we're going to learn about this with you. And, you know, let's be honest, most people don't fully understand this, right, Brad? No, I, this is one of those those topics that people tend to say, oh, yeah, I, I, I get the blockchain, yeah. but they really have no idea what they're talking about. What's another industry like that? It's Well, I, it's like a tax write-off, right? I, I, I know that every time I, I do something, um, you know, people that know I run a small business are like, oh, I'll just, just write it I'm off. Write that off. And I'm like, do you, <laughs> do, you, do you know what a tax write-off is? I feel like there was a Seinfeld episode on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kramer, you know, told Jerry just to write it off. <laughs> just write it <laughs> off, which basically kind of sounds like, hey, you don't even have to pay for it, but yeah. no, you, you do have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think blockchain's like that. And this this is a highly evolving area, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, not a day goes by without some new interesting kind of uh, stuff happening with the but, blockchain. But I think people have anxiety about not understanding what the heck it is. I do. Yeah, yeah which is, I think it's misplaced because do you really understand how it, email shows up in your computer every day? Do you understand the protocol behind <laughs> That's all a good, that? Uh, that is a good point. And now that I think about it, I don't think I understand even how my computer works or why, it, you know, when I type the letter N, that actually shows up as an N on my screen. Yeah, so, so I don't think people should have that much anxiety about it. They uh, should just kind of have a basic understanding of what it's trying to accomplish and then use the technology. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, let's all let's all venture into this territory together. Uh, and let's, let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's, yeah, let's not... Let's not be too nervous if we don't fully understand it because there's lots of things we use on a day-to-day -day basis that we don't understand. Yeah. Okay. So, Brad, let's kick it off. What is the blockchain? I thought you were going to start on this. <laughs> All right, Grayson, <laughs> what is the blockchain? <laughs> I think it's, you know, Brad, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> to me, I would start, I would just call it, a, the blockchain is a technology, right? So first of all, let's just call it a technology. And it's a technology that records transactions Right. So it, it, it records the things changing hands or, or things happening and it's decentralized, meaning it's not just sitting in one place or one company doesn't own all the data. Right. This is literally there's millions of copies of the blockchain on computers all around the world. Yeah. It's a fancy way to think about accounting. <laughs> Have I lost anybody yet? No, I, I felt I, I was following. That. OK, good. Yeah. It's, you know, accounting. Right. There's there's a ledger. There's one side is a debit. The other side is a credit. Right. And so accounting is boring. Right. But the blockchain is basically making accounting interesting and sexy. Yeah. Sexy accounting uh, by digitizing it. And here, you know, the I like to think of the blockchain really in the, in the application of uh, banking. Right, because right now you send your money to Bank of America, and you you trust that uh, Bank of America is keeping an accurate record of your of your money in yeah. the bank. Like when you put a hundred dollars into the ATM, and you just really hope that now your balance reflects a hundred dollars more. Yeah, and we just assume that it's going to work, and they're going to keep accurate data, which you know they, they are. They're they're great. They're huge. They get all kinds of money invested in technology. Yada yada security, but 
it's a trusted third party and you are putting a lot of faith in that system and that company. Whereas the blockchain, you don't have to put faith in anything because it's decentralized. There are computers all over the world that are tracking these transactions, right? And are keeping an accurate record of um, the debits and credits, so to speak. And so you can trust that, you know, because it's decentralized and because it's distributed among so many people you couldn't even count, no one person could hack that system and change the information on that mm, blockchain. Yeah, like a, a bad actor at the Bank of America might go in there and just knock a zero off your balance. I, I don't even know if that's possible, but assuming that was possible, whereas on the blockchain, that would be impossible because there's copies of the blockchain all around the world and they're constantly kind of syncing with each other, right? Yeah, and there's not enough computing power to really take it down uh, because you would have to be running calculations which verify each of these transactions. Yeah, you right? lost me. Yeah, sorry, that's the technical side of it. But the, you know, the dumbed down version is just that there's a ledger, there's record of this transaction, nobody can hack it, there's no trusted third party that you're relying on to verify this information. Okay. Wow. This is, this is starting off really fun. Um, <laughs> why don't you provide an example, Brad, where the blockchain could be very practical in the real estate world? Yeah. Well, we talked about this two weeks ago, I think we were talking about title for real estate. So when you buy your house, right, you want to see a record of who's owned it before to make sure that when you're giving them a million dollars or 500,000, whatever it is <laughs> that, uh, you know, or more, if you live in New York, right? Yeah. Or Southern or, California. Or Southern California that you are actually getting ownership of that property, right? You, you want to be able to have a record of that you are now the new owner. You and, want to be on that title. Yeah. And you don't want to have some person that comes, you know, that says, hey, wait a minute. I actually bought that house 10 years ago and uh, I was deserted on a lost island and I now finally made it back and I am the rightful owner, right? So blockchain. To be fair, though, that if they were the owner, you should give them that house. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So... If they uh, come back and they, they're right, they, they pull out the title paperwork and it was missed and they show that they are the actual owner, it doesn't matter that you gave the seller a million dollars. That's their house and you are SOL. So the blockchain is going to be great for title and people are already working on this now where you can put this information online on the blockchain, digitize it. So there's a record that nobody can argue with. It's, you can pull it up instantaneously. You don't have to go to the files and find microfiche and, and pull some records from 1905, right? It's, it's literally going to be just one simple application that has all the accurate information about who owns that piece of property. Okay. Blockchain for property titles. You heard it here first. It's going to be big. Actually, you probably hear, heard it here like seventh, but whatever. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, okay. So let's pause for a second so okay so we've we've issued our disclaimer about the fact that we're not experts on the blockchain we've, i think we, we've already shown that i we, mean we've already demonstrated that we want to prove that we've uh we've sort of just given you a, a, what the blockchain is right so it's a technology it's a distributed ledger that's a record of transactions that's uh you know there's copies of which are living all over the world um okay brad so let's let's get into a you know again and then purpose of this podcast is to sort of relate this to alternative assets so we're gonna we're, we're yeah, gonna we're, get there we're so not just talking about this for the heck of it bear with us um all right so let's talk about security tokens brad what is a uh what is a security token yeah so everybody probably heard of a an ico right which is a initial coin offering right these are all the cryptocurrencies were were launched this way which you've heard of ipo right initial public offering an ico initial coin offering is just launching 
a, a token or a coin, right? And people have been doing this for years now. And, you know, in random countries, they throw up a website, they put up a, a team, right, with a bunch of programmers. And they say, hey, send us money. Real money. Or, or Bitcoin. Like, well, yeah. yeah. But a lot of times it is real dollars, right? Yeah. Wire us dollars and we'll yeah. give you a And a, we're going to give you these, we're going to create these token or coins out of thin air. Uh, and and so a lot of times there was no actual, you know, technology in place. It was just a complete startup. It's just a team and a website, right? And they say, send us all this, this currency and we're going to issue you this coin and here's what the coin's going to do. And you're going to have the ability to use this coin uh, on the network in a certain way and you're going to get benefit from it. So it's basically like uh, just startups uh, gone crazy and it, there was a huge bubble and these websites, you know, were, were being thrown up daily and they were raising, you know, millions, if not billions. Some of them literally raised a billion dollars wow. for these coins. With a B? With a B. So, so this was a way for a startup or a new company to raise real dollars, real money, yeah. <laughs> um, via issuing a, a token or a coin on, yeah. the, on the blockchain. On the blockchain. Okay. And what was the problem with this? Well, the problem was this with with this is that a lot of times it was fraudulent. One, right? People just in Russia threw up a, a website and said, "Send us money," and and people did. A lot of, and great, then, a lot of great people in Russia, there. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, Wonderful if, uh, people. Vladimir is listening. We, we love you. <laughs> uh, wait. So when you say fraudulent, that meaning what? They, well, they so they would they would do an ICO and they would launch it and they'd collect a bunch of money and then they would just disappear and not actually build the technology. For that blockchain, yeah, so, so for they, that coin. they didn't actually create the company they said that they were raising the money for. Yeah, it's like uh, if Uber, you know, put up a website and did a public offering and said, "Hey, this is what we're going to build," and then you know, Travis just ran off with the cash. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. So one. So obviously that's a problem if it's fraudulent. Like if you don't do what you say you're going to do, that's that's not good. Uh, but what about, you know, there's also some, they ran afoul of some, uh, securities law regulations, right? At least, yeah, in, at least so, in our country, correct? Yeah. And most, most countries have similar laws. They basically, the SEC was kind of used as a template for a lot of other countries and their regulations. But when you raise money from investors, you, you have to do it, you know, in a compliant way, you have to check a bunch of boxes, put together a private placement memorandum that talks about, you know, all the risks. And how you could lose your money, right? And who qualifies? Who, you know, what do you have to be to qualify for this investment? It's a very formal process. You can't just ask for money for a venture and say, "Hey, send it to me," and and uh, and you'll yeah. be all good. There's right? laws around this kind of thing. Yeah, and, and there's, there's documentation. There's regulations. There's things you have to do, right? You can only you're technically only allowed to raise from accredited investors, right? Yeah. If uh, if you're raising a private offering. You have to put together a PPM, private placement memorandum, and you can only raise money from accredited investors, people who either have a net worth of a million dollars, not including their home, or make uh, 200000 by themselves, so $3,000 uh, as a married couple. And these ICOs didn't do any of that. They literally just you know, said, send me the cash. Yeah, okay. So, okay. so a lot of these ICOs, initial coin offerings, and again, coin is just another word for token, right? Yeah, and a token, I don't think we've explained, like the utility token is, is kind of like frequent flyer miles, right? It enables you to do something on a particular network, right? So if, if you really love movies, right, this movie pass thing, which is blowing up, uh, you could issue a, a coin for movie pass that would work for all of these different movie theaters. And instead of carrying cash and 
giving them your cash to buy your ticket, you could just you know scan your phone over um, oh, at the you know the entrance, and it would recognize that you know your ledger of movie coins would go down because you went in to see you know Die Hard Eight. Yeah. So the so the word token, especially with respect to the blockchain, it really just means a digital unit of value right it's yep. like hey there's there's you have this token you own it it's digitally recorded the block it's on the blockchain so it's a, there's copies of it all around the world and it represents something and ideally that something has some value correct so that's token okay so and then these companies issued did you know they went ice they did icos initial coin offerings coin is just another word for token they 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 gave they, you know they sold off pieces of their business and in theory those those pieces of those coins, the coins of those tokens represented some value in the company. But, you know, one, they didn't actually start the company in the first place. That's just pure fraud. And then two, even if they, even if they had the best intentions and did start those companies, they probably didn't do it according to what the SEC would say you have to do, right? Correct. Gotcha. Okay, this is, this is great. <laughs> we have people pulling over on the road right now listening on the just edge of their mind seat. blown. Yeah, calm down, everyone. Um, okay, so... Let's land this baby and let's relate it to the world of alternative investments, right? You know, the, the idea here is that, um, you know, if you think about any alternative, you think about any investment, right? I mean, all, all an investment is, is you're, you're, you're buying a, a piece of something that has value, right? So if you're investing in a company, if you're even buying a stock, you're buying a tiny sliver of ownership in that company and, and you own whatever that company is worth, you own that fraction of that company and that's how much it's worth. Uh, so how does this relate to tokens, Brad, on the blockchain? Yeah, so a security token is just a legally compliant ICO, basically. You are just adhering to what the SEC wants you to do when you're issuing you know, equity, right? You're, you're, you're putting together a risky venture that could go to zero. So the SEC wants you to share that information with your investors and qualify them. So a security token, it sounds complicated, in the reality, yes, it is on the blockchain, but in reality, it's just taking what used to be paper, right? Your stock certificate and IBM that you held under your mattress, right? In 1974, <laughs> right? And, and you lost. <laughs> You're dating yourself. You lost when you moved and all of a sudden you lost your shares. Oh, that's right? a bummer. Uh, it's just taking that digital or that, that piece of paper and it's making it digital. Okay. And, just, it's, and it's doing it in a legal compliant way where the sec is happy with it right correct okay and so okay so what's okay so i'm sure everyone's wondering why the hell is this even necessary so what what is the pros or what are the advantages here of these security tokens sort of using the blockchain and tokens to rep you know to, to represent ownership in an asset what's good about this yeah so what, i would argue why lots, is the world going this direction yeah i i would argue that lots of you know lots of companies don't need a utility token or a token at all but if you have an asset, right, in the future, I think it's going to be worthwhile. There's a high probability that that thing could be digital. The ownership of that asset. The could ownership be, could yeah. be digital. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to turn the building into <laughs> ones and zeros. We're all going to, well, that, that's probably going to happen, but that's further out. But yeah. That's way further out. Unless it's happening right now. We just don't know it. This is uh, <laughs> Elon Musk's theory, right? Well, let's not go down yeah. that road. Uh, so you take this asset. And you make it the ownership of it instead of a piece of paper that says you own 1% of this building, you're going to put it on the blockchain, create a token for that ownership, and you're going to have a certain amount of tokens that represent your ownership. And the reason you would do this is because all of a sudden you've just added 
liquidity to that asset, right? If it's a private asset, there's not, they're not, it's not easy to sell private assets. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like mind blowing stuff, right? It really is. I mean, I just, you know, I could, if, if I may, yeah, I could give a, an example. So I worked at an early stage startup in San Francisco as an early employee, got some stock options in the company. It was a solar energy company. Uh, you know, and it, I think it started there in 2009. It, it did end up going public in 2015. But in the meantime, you know, I owned a bunch of shares in a private company. It's not easy to sell shares in a private company. Right? No, I mean, it's brutally difficult. Yeah, it's like, you know, there were a couple of marketplaces, but like... They failed. They're, well, and they're not efficient marketplaces. It's not like there's, you know, hundreds of millions of people like looking for shares of these private companies that you might own. There might be seven people. And so it's just kind of hard to... It's hard to actually transact or, you know, to make those assets liquid, right? So you kind of... You're kind of stuck with them until there is a, a liquidity event, right? So this is this is mind blowing stuff that the blockchain allows you to just have this sort of easy, you know, easy liquidity. Yeah, it, it's going to unlock value, right? Right now, there is probably a twenty to thirty percent discount for most private assets when you try to sell them, right before they're ultimately, you know, being closed out, right? If you are an owner of, you know, like Grayson, he was an owner of the startup, or you own a piece of a building, those are fundamentally illiquid assets, right? You can't just sell them every day. But if you wanted to get out of it, you know, the hard, like Grayson said, you'd have to go find this person. There'd probably be a discount because it's so painful. Yeah, so it's hard. So people are going to pay you 20 or 30% less than if it were really easy, right? Yeah, it's not a deep market. Anytime uh, there's not a deep market for something, that means discount. Yeah. So you're adding liquidity to private assets. You can trade them 24-7 globally, not just you know, or in Silicon Valley, if you're a startup investor. Yeah. So not only are they liquid, but there's a there's a much larger now set of people that can buy these things from you, right? Called the world. Exactly. <laughs> or the planet Earth. Yeah. So the human race. And they're dynamic, right? You can you can send distributions to your investors quickly, right? If you have an investor that's in Paris right now and you're in the U.S., it could take you know week two weeks to send them a wire, and it costs a ton of money. $35. You can send uh, on the Ethereum blockchain, right? Which is what all these tokens are probably going to be based on. Uh, but you didn't, you don't need to know that. The, <laughs> that's, another, uh, that's another episode. You can send it in 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. Or virt- virtually instantaneous, right? Yeah. So the, the okay. So easy, easy, really easy to distribute, you know, cuts, it beats, beats wiring money to Europe. Um, what about increased transparency? Um, you know, I feel like you, you kind of mentioned to me that that was a huge advantage of the blockchain. Yeah, because it's public information, right? You can pull up uh, on this blockchain who, you know, where are the owners of this, and what you're not going to see their names, but you're going to see their wallet how you, addresses. How do, you, how do you actually do that? Uh, there's certain websites that you can go to. There's that, ways. Yeah, there's ways. <laughs> there's right? ways. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out. Yeah, but yeah, in theory, though, you should be able to. You know, I guess if you're an owner of something, you should be able to see. What, who all the other owners are? Yeah, you can see all the distributions that went out to make sure you're not getting, you know, you're not getting shafted and not getting enough of the distribution relative to everybody else. Yeah, God, this is this is mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, it's, but the, the biggest, the, the headline is liquidity, global marketplace, right? And being able to transact uh, at the click of a button. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's almost like this is the kind of stuff that, you almost just take for granted in the world of alternative assets. Like you just, it's just like the cost of doing business. I almost like you, you don't even realize how much of a problem this is until there's another technology that alleviates all of this. And you're like, Oh my God, like, yeah, it was super annoying that you couldn't sell private shares really effortlessly or instantaneously to the entire world. 
or yeah, it's uh, it was super annoying that uh, you know it cost thirty five bucks to wire money to Europe and took seven days. Or I had to sign you know hard copies. Yeah. Of the subscription agreement. Yeah, I had to sign all these documents. I mean, it's just like this again. I'm just sort of I love this stuff because it's almost. You didn't. I didn't realize how much of a problem or a pain point this was until you realized it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. That's what's cool about the blockchain is it's just it's just opening up so many different uh, options for folks. Anyway, yeah, it's so going to get it's cool, and it's going to get rid of middleman. Middleman, yeah, the 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 dreaded middleman. Which yeah. So I, if you go to if you go to sell a Monet, right? You you're lucky enough to have a Monet that you found in your basement, hmm. and who who are you going to use? Is you're that gonna, a painter? <laughs> Manet, Monet, uh, Monet. Uh, you're going to use Christie's, right? I mean, I think I would. I I think I just assume you would. Or Souther, what is the other one? Souther, Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Yeah. So you're going to go, and you know they're going to take a hefty chunk of whatever you sell that piece of artwork for. Whereas, and maybe you don't want to sell it. Maybe you don't want to sell it outright. Maybe you would just like to sell half of it. Sell half of it. Sell twenty five percent. You um, could tokenize that Monet. You could tokenize it. You could sell half your Monet. Right. Which I mean, the bottom half, top half doesn't matter. Yeah. You could sell the uh, the the office, the third bedroom of your home yeah. to somebody, right? Someday. Yeah. In theory, so someone else might own that. So when you do actually sell it for real money, those you know those people that own it have a claim on it, and you should distribute the money to them. There you go. <laughs> this is crazy. Man, let's figure something out to do on the blockchain, Brad. Yeah, let's get let's get cracking. Yes. Do, you, do you know how to code? Don't know, but maybe some of our listeners do. Call us if you do, if you have a good idea here. So yeah, this is, I mean, I guess just to recap, right? It's a this is a highly rapidly evolving field, right? I mean, there's new articles and information daily on sort of how this stuff is being applied. Um the regulatory environment's still in flux, right? So the SEC is still kind of like getting there. Uh, arms around it, to get, yeah, getting are. their arms around it. They, they basically a, said that you know it's compliant if you do it the right way, which is the was the big the big news that we wanted to hear was that yeah you you can do it and we're not going to send you to jail. Yeah, that was that was sort of last week. I think we heard that one. But you know, like this this is like day to day stuff, right? And so uh, you know, I think ultimately we think it's extremely interesting. It's extremely compelling. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of opportunity here, and this is going to be a big part of our lives going forward. So. We thought we'd just uh, confuse you a little more with this podcast. Yeah. What do you think? A hundred percent. Hope we did that. Yeah. And as you know, fellow, any sponsors that are listening to us, you know, deal, deal guys that uh, are out there raising money and are actually investing, you know, this is, this is big news for you too, because it, in addition to the liquidity, right, which the private market is in the trillions of dollars, right? It's larger than any asset class, right? Uh, real estate, uh, um, artwork, you name it, that is the biggest market. And like we said, there's 20 to 30% of value that needs to be unlocked through this illiquidity. So not only is that is it useful from that standpoint, but your investor relations, the ability to deal with your investors and, and know who they are, get them money quickly, get them updates, it, it essentially will eliminate a lot of your back office functions that are, are super painful. So I personally, as a sponsor, am very, very excited about it. I think it's good for investors, and I think it's really great for sponsors. Yes, and of course, if you have any questions about any of this, uh, just go ahead and uh, don't email us or call us. Just Google it, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure you get just as much information. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Alternative Investor. Since you made it this far, you should take a second to subscribe to the podcast and join our email list. There, you'll receive additional insights and insider access to the world of alternative investments. Just visit the alternative investor show.com.